Okay, so I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna talk a little bit about why I became a Christian because today I was at the um, the Unbelievable Conference, which had a bunch of Christian speakers, Christian apologists who were just talking about why they became Christians and why other people should become Christians. So I just thought, I don't know, just made me want to talk about why I became a Christian. So. I'm going to try to keep it as brief as possible. Also, you might hear in the background some buttons, and that is me playing video games because, uh, I don't know, if I just focus on doing the recording, it's going to make me think, overthink everything, and that will make this much less enjoyable than it otherwise would be. So I'm just going to start from my childhood. I'm going to try to keep this like pretty brief. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail. Whatever. So in my childhood, I was raised Christian. I played Baby Jesus in church plays. Poorly, by the way. But I was a baby. What do you want? So, you know, Christianity was a big part of my life. And I kind of just took it for granted that it was true because my whole family was Christian. So I just thought, yeah, it's true, right? kind of changed when in I would say like middle school I think I was like 12 13 I, I started becoming very involved in my church with the like video production I would be editing videos I'd be taking the videos and sometimes doing the audio as well so I got really involved in the church really loved it there made a lot of friends and then one day I think I'm about 15 maybe my dad decides that he wants to go to a bigger church because that church was very small I think it sat like I think it sat I want to say like 60 people or something so maybe 100 no I think 60 I don't know it's a small church in like a little shopping center so my dad decides you know let's go to a bigger church and I'm very against it, so he makes a deal with me that, you know, we'll try it out. And if I don't want to go, I can just still go to the old church and just get a ride with um, the youth pastor because he lived he lived nearby too. So I'm like, okay, whatever, I'll try it. And uh, it was real nice, big church, huge, like a college camp, like a community college campus probably. And I like it a lot. And then we go to a Starbucks that's on site at the church. And I was like, that's pretty rad. I love coffee. So I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm kind of digging it. But I mean, not to the extent that I want to leave my current church. Because at this church, I don't know anybody. It seems like it's a lot harder to get on the video crew. So I'm just reluctant. I'm like, yeah, I'm comfortable at this church. And I know everybody here, and I have a job here, like I have something to do, which I loved. And I had a lot of fun doing it. So, I'm like, yeah, Dad, I'm just going to stick at this old church. And he decides that that's not okay after all, uh, because the family should go to church as a unit, as a team. Can't be splitting up. And that pissed me off a lot. I was really mad. 
So my dad, uh, he kind of makes me go to this new church. And since I'm so mad that I'm kind of being forced to go there, I kind of just start to try to poke holes in everything the pastor says. And of course that leads to me trying to poke holes in Christianity itself, trying to poke holes in the Bible, find stuff in the Old Testament that I find that I think is like, how could you believe in a God like this? And I just try, try to find any way to trash Christianity. And yeah, leads to a lot of arguments with family. I started like getting really interested in Buddhism and spirituality, stuff like that. Um, new age stuff and it really like bothered my dad and my grandparents <clears throat> but I'd always argue with them and stuff just uh, I don't know I guess I don't know like I guess Christianity after moving churches it started to seem like something that I'm being forced to do which I guess it kind of was but so that just led to me just hating the whole thing burn it all down kind of thing then uh, I kind of stay in that lane for a little while as like a Buddhist type new agey person but it didn't it didn't influence my life at all I didn't meditate frequently I didn't live any differently than I was already living but it was just something that, that I like to tell people that I was because it sounds good it sounds enlightened and stuff and uh, I think that's still a thing like people still do that but anyways so I'm in that in that lane for a while. I even at one point start to explore Islam because I know that's really gonna make my dad mad if I start exploring Islam. Um, I never came close to believing it at all, but it was just something that I could learn about so that I could argue about it later, basically, because I wanted to uh, just bother people. <laughs> so that was that for a while. And then, I mean, I got over the Islam thing pretty quickly. But after that, I moved to LA for a bit. I was still kind of in the in the new agey stuff. I started going to protests because I became like really conspiracy theory minded. So I would go, I would legit go to protests for like chemtrails and stuff. No joke. <laughs> so yeah that happened and everyone I met was also very new agey and like Buddhism was a big deal so it was that was kind of where I was at for that time and then after like a year or so of not having a job and feeling really stupid all the time I decided I want to not do that so I think like start thinking about maybe I should go to school maybe I should do psychology or um, I ultimately decided on biology and I kind of found like a culture like a science culture I guess you could call it a subculture of just people who are really into science and they tended to be atheists, so I kind of followed suit. It was like, yeah, superstitions for stupid people. We're science-minded people. This is my group, I guess, whatever. I began to like really identify as a science-based person and an atheist and stuff like that. 
and eventually that led to me going down the rabbit hole of atheism and just spending all my time watching atheist debates and atheist videos of people knocking down Christian arguments and stuff like that and I was very argumentative about it very annoying so yeah kind of that was my world for a while and then one day I argued with a friend of mine who was a Christian and he posted something about Christianity on Facebook and I said like yeah that's cool and all that it makes you feel nice but you can't really ever say that it's actually true like I'm fine with you if you want to believe it but you can't really push it on anybody because it's not really true and then we had a conversation and he was like well what do you mean it's not true what makes you think it's not true I was like, well, there's no evidence for it. It's like under all these translations and like the, it was translated from one language and then into another language. And like, how can we even believe that this stuff is true to the original version of it? And uh, it turns out I was wrong about that because there's tons and tons of copies that are cross compared and they agree in 99.9% I believe of places of the Bible and so he hit me with that and I was like oh okay so he started hitting me with some evidence for the resurrection and I wasn't convinced and um, also evidence for God I wasn't convinced exactly but it definitely made me see things differently I didn't just think Christians were these dumb people that didn't have evidence I started to think of them as people who did try to base their um, beliefs and evidence even if I didn't agree that the evidence led to where they thought it led so uh, yeah I just kind of dropped the argument at that point like okay I'm still gonna be an atheist but I don't need to argue with everybody about it because some of them do have some logic behind it and then I uh, strangely had a political conversion. I became a conservative. And this was in, let me think, when I became a conservative, I think I was like 22, 21 or 22. And from there, you know, like everyone knows conservatism and religion are pretty closely related they kind of go hand in hand but uh, I thought it was pretty cool that I was like uh, atheist conservative I don't know so once I become a conservative I realize okay there's actually I'm listening like I hear religious people talking they talk about what it does for them they talk about the reasons for believing it and stuff like that and I'm like okay these people aren't idiots and it seems like actually their lives are better with Christianity so I'm like you know maybe it's actually beneficial to be a Christian so I, I still wasn't ready to become one but I, I at least acknowledged like okay there's some solid backing to this stuff I guess uh, and then I start to realize that my personality I mean I haven't mentioned it this far in the story but my personality at the time was not good I was very 
self-centered and egotistical and I wanted everybody to pay attention to and compliment me and if someone else was getting complimented I'd be bad I'd be mad and I wouldn't compliment anybody else because I wanted to be the one being complimented it was like the most childish probably the most childish part of my life even since childhood and I start to like go to the gym and take my appearance very seriously and I would always just see compliments uh, for, for my appearance and if I didn't get it uh, especially for my girlfriend I'd be very upset and yeah I was I don't know what else to add I was just like one of those guys I don't know I don't know how to say it uh, but then kind of one day I started to realize that I'm trying to find like the whole reason that I'm like this is because I'm trying to find some sort of I guess purpose or some sort of identity and meaning and I'm thinking like well it's not working like nobody nobody thinks I'm as impressive as I think I am like nobody's uh, I don't know you know, no one's intimidated by me. I'm five foot four, I weigh 100 pounds, 130, whatever. No one's intimidated by me. Like I have nothing. I have nothing uh, that I can use to claim that I'm better than anybody. So I'm like, okay, well, what if I don't know? Like, what am I? What is my goal? Like, what is my guideline for living? I guess. And so I think, like, okay, well, I want to be a good person. I want to be a respectable person. So I start to try to act in a way that will get these, that will get positive opinions from other people, basically. So at work, I act a certain way, and um, I really want my coworkers to, like, see me in a certain way. I don't know if this is making sense, but... I'm, I'm really thinking about how my actions are influencing people's impressions of me and it becomes like a full-time job of just trying to make trying to put on a good performance of being the person that I want people to see me as I don't know if this is making sense at all but it's the best way I know how to put it <laughs> so that's happening and then one day it just gets like exhausting and I'm at work and I like almost I come to like the brink of a panic attack basically because my life just started to f I started to think about all these things and my life just started to seem baseless like it had no foundation and um, one way I put it is that it seemed like uh, there was no bottom like I was bottomless there was no foundation and I was just kind of falling and I didn't know what to base my identity on where do I get identity where do I get purpose why do I wake up in the morning um, what is the center of what should be the center of my existence what should be the guide of my actions and I'm just like I don't have any of this and so I'm freaking out kind of at work and I just think I need to read the Bible because I know at one point I got some sort of meaning from the Bible even if I was never really that deep into religion uh, I know my family gets meaning from the Bible I know a lot of people get meaning from the Bible, so I'm just going to read it, see what I get from it, because I feel like I need something. I need something here that's going to give me a solid foundation. 
So, I read it. There's some good stuff in there. Can't deny that. And I think, okay, that's cool. There's some good stuff in there, but I don't really believe that the stuff it's saying happened really happened. I don't believe that its claims are actually true. So, I can't really claim to be a Christian because I'm not going to pretend to believe something that I don't believe. That's just a miserable way to exist. So I, but then I start to think like, man, I really want to be a Christian though, <laughs> which is a weird thing. And it, I think that's something that a lot of Christian apologists, especially, don't want to say, because it seems like your your reasoning was motivated. So you like reasoned, you did some mental gymnastics because you wanted to be a Christian because you saw some benefit in it, which is not what happened with me. But I understand how it makes that it makes that statement a lot difficult to believe when I say that I wanted to be a Christian but whatever you're just gonna have to believe me or just you know put up with uh, or if you don't believe me then just contend with my arguments don't contend with my history if you think I got here unreasonably then you can debate with the reasons that convinced me to believe in the first place but um, that'll come in later episodes so I think you know, I think this thought, I want to be a Christian, it would be beneficial. There'd be a sense of community, a sense of purpose, a sense of um, foundation like I was lacking. So I'm like, man, this would be really cool if I was a Christian, <laughs> which I don't think anybody's ever thought. <laughs> It'd be really cool to be a Christian. So anyways, I'm like, well, let me look at the evidence. Let me, instead of looking at it from an atheist perspective, which I had done, for the whole time that I was an atheist, I would just watch atheist drop mic, or sorry, mic drop compilations and stuff like that. So I thought I'll just listen to some Christian podcasts. I'll read some Christian stuff. I'll read, or I'll watch some Christian apologetics videos, stuff like that, and I'll see from their perspective is this stuff reasonably believable. And I started with arguments for the existence of a god and honestly these ones they they kind of made it seem reasonable to believe but they didn't convince me completely but since then i have heard of an argument for the existence of existence of god that does solidly i think make it almost unreasonable not to believe that there's a god but um i'm gonna do i'll give you more details about that later because i'm gonna do a series on that so, I go through the arguments for the existence of God, I think, okay, like, there's some good stuff, like, you could reasonably believe based on these, but it's not swaying me all that much. And then I look at evidence for the resurrection of Jesus, which is the core thing that Christianity centers around. If Even uh, Paul says, if Jesus wasn't resurrected, then your belief is nonsense, basically. So, I look for evidence for the resurrection of Jesus, evidence that the New Testament is a reliable source of historical eyewitness accounts. And I'm not going to give the whole case here. If you want to hear the case that actually really convinced me, I would say go to a YouTube channel called Inspiring Philosophy and check it out. They have a playlist called, um, well, it was really two of them. There's one of them called The Resurrection. I think it's called The Resurrection of Jesus or something like that. And um, that deals with evidence for the resurrection directly. And then there's another series called the, Reli 
the reliability of the New Testament, I think. That's what it's called. I mean, if you go to their channel, they have playlists. You'll see those playlists there. Uh, those two playlists, like, really solidly convinced me that the resurrection was the most likely explanation of all the historical facts that historians agree on. And that led me to believe, like, okay, this Jesus guy's legit. So that means there has to be a god. And I guess... I guess uh, I'm a Christian. I guess I'm going to become a Christian. So I find, look around at the churches around uh, where I live, find one that I like, where the pastor um, is very biblically based and very, um, I guess, kind of traditional. Because I didn't want some Christian church that was basically just a new age thing. Because I could just find that somewhere else. I could just watch a TED talk and get inspired by that. I don't need uh, another inspirational speaker. So I found a church that's actually, you know, very Bible-based, very traditional. I love it. And um, I go there. Um, the first message that I hear from the pastor there is about the woman at the well, which is a story in the Gospels. And um, I'm not going to recap the whole story, but the general message, message that the pastor gave was that things that we try to satisfy ourselves with in this world are never going to be enough and you're always going to feel this emptiness inside that things can temporarily fill but not forever and um, basically that Jesus was the only thing that can fill that forever and I thought okay so this is exactly talking to me and I know that's kind of a cringy thing that every Christian says like that message was for me but it was I don't know it was the first time I'd gone to church willingly in eight years and uh it wasn't it was it was spot on it was ridiculous so right there i said the prayer i said you know jesus i believe you're real um so yeah i accept you man do what you gotta do and i gotta say from then my life has been completely different than it was before i'm not that like angry dude who's always trying to trash talk other people to make myself feel better I'm not worried about what people think about me as much I do have a sense of identity and purpose uh, I do feel that sort of like fulfillment that I've always wanted like uh, I don't know before my baseline was just being angry and at worst I would be angry with a lot of anxiety and stress and now my baseline, even on a bad day, is just like, it's like, eh, I wish that didn't go that way. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't feel any sort of general anxiety or general stress. I feel like, um, even if I have a pretty bad day, I'm okay. You know, like the floor isn't falling out beneath me, which is huge, in my opinion. So. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at now. I was, the first time I went to church was a year ago almost. It was December 17th of last year. I think it was the 17th. But yeah, it's coming up on a year now that I've been a Christian. And um, yeah, my life's a lot different. Other people have noticed it too. Uh, I guess I'm a lot nicer now. I'm a lot more willing to help out. I'm a lot less insistent on what I want. And... Um, I think I'm like just a lot more secure and 
I don't feel as defensive if, like now, if someone attacks my beliefs, I'm just like, okay, let's talk about it. You know, I'm not saying I'm going to convince you, but we could just talk about it. And I don't feel like this um, defensiveness that I used to feel, where I would just get angry and be like, like just start to make everything very personal. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to call that really. I feel like I'm just a lot more open to disagreeing with people and um, like the stakes of being wrong are a lot lower because I don't base my whole identity on being right I guess and, or winning arguments all the time so that's really nice that's a new development um, yeah I, like everyone around me has told me that there's a difference so and personally I feel a difference too I think it's great but Obviously, it doesn't really matter what how it makes you feel. I try not to focus on that. I mean, I, you know, I focused on that a lot this time, but most of the time I try not to focus on how it makes me feel. I try to f focus on why it's believable and why um, just the evidence for it. Because I think ultimately that's what you should base your your beliefs on, but maybe it takes that emotional part to kind of get you to open to be open to listening to the evidence I know that that's kind of what my experience was I came to a place emotionally where I was like okay I'll hear the evidence so yeah I don't know the story is not like that dramatic <laughs> but I thought I'd share it why not um, yeah so I, um, I went to the Calvary Chapel Costa Mesa for the Unbelievable Conference, and it was really cool. Last night, there was actually a conversation between Dave Rubin and John Lennox, and um, Justin Brierly moderated it, and they, I mean, it wasn't like a debate, they just talked about, they basically agreed on everything, but they just talked about the culture today, and how everyone's looking for purpose, which I can definitely understand, as the story I just said will tell you. And just how, I don't know, they just talked about stuff like that. And it um, seems like Dave Rubin is actually, he said he's not an atheist, which is crazy. And he said that he is on some kind of journey where he's realizing that there has to be some transcendental purpose. Uh, and he won't really give himself a title, which I think is okay. And I liked also that... Um, <clears throat> He was very honest that, because there was questions that were asking him, people asking him that, there were people asking him why he isn't a Christian, or like what it would take to make him a Christian, and he was really open and, and just said like, you know, I'm not opposed to it, if I'm convinced of it, uh, which I thought was really cool, because I hate when people are just... There's some like debates or conversations where you see an atheist or at least like a non-Christian and they're a little bit combative and they'll give you like rebuttals that aren't even good but they know they can't just say that they don't know. They can't in the moment just be like, well, I don't know an answer to that. But I really appreciate when that does happen. Um, that's something that happened actually in a recent debate between Destiny and Inspiring Philosophy. Um, uh, the guy's name, I think his name is Michael from Inspiring Philosophy. I forgot his last name. 
but he gave a pretty solid argument for the existence of God and destiny just said uh, yeah I don't really have an answer to that right now <laughs> and the debate was basically over it turned into a conversation about the argument but I just thought that was cool like you don't have to act like you have an answer for everything because then you just look stupid so I don't know I appreciate that and then today the conference was just a bunch of Christian speakers talking about how they became Christians uh, why they're Christians their whole journey through life and um, also some advice on like uh, just providing evidence for the Bible and for talking to people who don't believe in it who might ask you questions and stuff like just answers to common questions it was a pretty cool day um, it really surprisingly I didn't expect this but it really tasted tested my patience because I listened it was basically like sitting in a live podcast and I listened to podcasts all day long all the time but for some reason well I know the reason it was difficult to sit there and listen to them in person because I realized I can't just go on my phone or be doing something else I have to actually sit here and give my full attention to this person which is not something I'm used to when I'm listening to a long talk so that was an interesting thing I didn't expect and uh, yeah but it was a good time I also got to meet um, at the night of the conversation between Dave Rubin and John Lennox I got to meet Mike Winger, who is a YouTube apologist and pastor, and um, he's a big reason of, or he's a big part of why I became a Christian. It was also a lot to do with the videos he produced that were just um, giving evidence for the Bible and stuff like that, that really convinced me. He was part of it. It was like him, Cameron Bertuzzi, Inspiring Philosophy, um, uh, Bishop Barron, like... All these people kind of together <laughs> um, convinced me that Christianity was true. But it was really great to meet Mike Winger. I think I made a fool of myself because I was uh, very much fangirling. And I, I felt like I didn't want to bother him. So I just like shook his hand and I was like, I'm a big fan. I watch all your videos. Uh, uh, thank you. <laughs> took a picture with him and then just walked away. And it I don't know, it seemed like he was open to talking more. Um, like it seemed like he wanted to keep talking but I felt so bad to just to even just interrupt his whatever he was doing at the moment so I just like wanted to get out of there as soon as possible and plus I knew I was making myself look stupid so I obviously wanted to get out of there but it was really cool to meet him I was hoping I would see him again so I could talk to him and try to be normal but that didn't happen but that's okay I'm sure he probably has gotten that before and uh, yeah that's really all I have to say about all of that I might do a more in-depth podcast about the whole um, conference, but I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm not sure if it'd be worth it. Um, I might just go into some of the topics that they went into in the conference because I think that'd be more interesting than just telling you this person talked, whatever. Um, yeah, but for sure, I'm reading a book right now by Joshua Rasmussen, and he's a philosopher, and he wrote a book on the argument for contingency, from contingency, sorry, um, which is a really cool philosophical argument that I think solidly proves that there's, that there's a God. I don't, I don't, honestly don't know of any other way to escape that argument. It's really solid. I love it. So anyways, um, he's done videos on that argument on um, capturing Christianity with Cameron Bertuzzi, so I recommend those. 
but um, anyways, he wrote a book called How Reason Can Lead to God, and it's really a deep dive into this argument from contingency. He defends every premise through like a, a whole chapter, excuse me, a whole chapter of uh, writing. He defends each premise. He kind of, it feels like, so far it feels like you're walking along this path with him and like we're reasoning through it together. I really like that. Like, um, somehow it feels like we're in a conversation together about this thing. And he's like, well, yeah, so this is everything that exists is like, uh, is in reality. I don't know. I don't know. It just seems like we're establishing each premise together, which I think is really cool. So I'm going to do a series on that. I'll probably do it like a couple chapters at a time, depending on how each uh, topic of each chapter kind of goes together. Um, and I'll probably do the first episode of that in the coming couple weeks. Um, so I'm not sure how frequent I'm going to do podcasts. I'm sure there will be random ones that I don't anticipate. And sometimes there might be times where I can't do one for a long time. But I'm just going to do what I can for now. And uh, I appreciate you uh, going along with me on that. So yeah, just subscribe. I would expect another one in at least a couple weeks. Um, yeah, I hope somehow this story was beneficial. Um, I don't have much else to say. So thanks for listening. And good night.